reality check, making the best of the situation. I just started reading Mike Sorrentino's book with Andy Simons, How I Overcame Addiction, Loss, and Prison. The book is really enthralling. Yes, I am a Jersey Shore fan and a Jersey Shore vacation fan, but this book has really got me sucked in. And the way I love is how he started it. If you've ever watched Mike the Situation, Sorrentino on the Jersey Shore, he has all these quotes and he's made shirts out of the quotes and people use a lot of the quotes in their daily lives. So he starts the book out with 33 of his inspirational quotes, the quotes that he uses. I mean, how clever is that? So check it out. It's Mike Sorrentino's Reality Check, Making the Best of the Situation. This is the Fiery Redhead here from Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 145, Everyone Has a Book in Them. I was a recreational therapist. I worked in psychiatric hospitals and outpatient facilities with all different types of mental health issues. This podcast is about you growing, evolving. So let's pop in our earbuds and let's evolve together. I think Mike Sorrentino's book has really struck a chord with me, not because I'm recovering from addiction, but because I worked with dual diagnosis patients, meaning mental health issues and chemical dependency or just chemical dependency issues. And when I worked in this field with my clients, it was a revolving door. People, it was the same people we would see over and over because they would relapse. Addiction is such a tough, tough disease, a tough illness that you live with the rest of your life, even if you're sober and clean, each day, one day at a time. That's where one day at a time really came from. And so I think his book struck a chord with me because I've worked with people like Mike, but Mike in his current life is a success story. He is not that revolving door client of mine. He works on it every day as you read the book. Check it out. If you've had someone in your life who has struggled with addiction or you yourself has struggled with addiction or you just like watching the Jersey Shore, it really gives you an insight because we watched him on TV go through this. But this is the behind the scenes. And it's really interesting to see how he's been able to keep his head above water. And so that leads me into the title of this podcast. Everyone has a book in them. I mean, Mike Sorrentino, when he was growing up, as you start to read, you never thought he'd be a published author on the bestseller list. He had a book in him. Yes, he's famous. So yes, does that make his book become more successful? Absolutely. But when Judy Bloom wrote her book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, Margaret, years ago, did she ever think that she would touch millions of teens' lives, including mine? I loved Judy Bloom. But when she was sitting down wherever she was writing forever, and Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and Flubber, and all the others that she's written, did she ever know how her name and her books would go from generation to generation? I don't think so. I don't think she realized the impact. And now 
all these years later, a major motion picture. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And so Judy Bloom had a book in her. Jen Sincero, I've talked about. You are a badass. How to start stop doubting your greatness and the art of living an awesome life. Well, when she wrote this book, did she know that she would have a button that you would push that says badass on it and has different quotes of her voice talking? Did she realize that her book would be a bestseller? No, because everyone does have a book in them and not everyone knows if it will take off, if it will be read, if it will be understood. But that's the point. Some of the greatest authors didn't know what writing a book would do for their lives. And so that's where I want to start with you today, because I know you have a book in you. You don't have to have trauma or great despair or loss or being in a bad relationship to have to have a book in you. Our lives evolve, and if you're a youthful listener, well, you really may not understand it quite yet. And I didn't. I looked at life almost as if it was flat. What was in front of me was what existed. I didn't look beyond that. I didn't see how I would evolve and how I would change and who I am now compared to who I was then. And so as you get older, the aging process can be embraced. Sometimes it's hard to look in the mirror, seeing that younger face that I feel in my head not be there anymore. But the change in my looks has been the changes that I've gone through over the years. They may not be as dramatic as others, but I have a story and I've evolved and I have different life situations and I, I kind of break my life up into almost like chapters and each chapter of something that has happened to me, what it's done to me, how it's changed me, how it's made that flat way of perceiving the world with depth and color and darkness and lightness. And so that's about evolving. And you're here to evolve with me today. And there's no better way to evolve than to write a book. Now, let me say this first. Just because you write a book doesn't mean you have to go get it published. That's not what I mean when I say everyone has a book in them. For me, it's a bucket list item. I will write a book someday. It's just something I've always wanted to do. Nailing down what aspect of my life that I want to create this book from is still the unknown, but it's a bucket list item. For some of you out there, you're saying, I never want to write a book. I have no desire to write a book. I even hate reading books. I get it. I really do. But there is a magic that takes hold when we write. Things come out of us when we write. You'd be amazed how creative you can be when you write. Now, at this very moment, you might be saying to yourself, I've got nothing to write about. And who would want to hear it? Who'd want to read it? 
Well, you don't know until you memorialize it down, either in your smartphone or down on paper. I do a little bit of both. Thoughts that I have random go right onto my smartphone because that's always with me. But when I'm out and about writing a blog in a coffee shop or sitting at my desk, I like to write in my journal or notebook. And so I memorialize my thoughts in two different ways. And yes, journaling. Ugh, I know some of you cringe when I say journaling. But I don't mean that journaling has to be all about your feelings. Yes, if I was seeing you as a if you, I was seeing you as your therapist and you my client, I might tell you to journal based on what you were going through in your past or your future or your current life. But I'm talking about journaling thoughts, free-flowing thoughts and ideas. You know, the kind of thoughts that you have when you're driving a car. You have these like random thoughts, right? Maybe you're walking in the market, grocery shopping, and you have these random thoughts. Maybe they're provoked by what you see on the shelves or the people you might be observing. Did you ever have those sleepless nights or the night where you kind of wake up at two in the morning and you can't sleep and you're staring at the ceiling and then you have thoughts? Some of us have our most creative thought process in those moments. I know I do. Thoughts that kind of just flow and I don't know quite where they come from and it may be because I just woke up and kind of not being influenced by my surroundings and the stimulus. It's quiet, staring at that ceiling, and I have thoughts. But most of the time I go to sleep, and when I wake up, those thoughts are gone. I don't even try to remember them, or I can't. And so those are the moments when your smartphone comes in handy. If you're sitting somewhere and you can journal it, I know for most of you, it will be your smartphone. Write those weird, random thoughts down. That's where I have my most creative moments. Now, obviously, driving, I can't. I have to hope that I can, you know, when I pull over quickly, when I park my car, put them into my notes. Give your notes a title, random thoughts, thoughts in my head, whatever. Make it creative. Make it fun. When you read back these random thoughts, there might be a connection, like a chain that ties each of these thoughts together. And in that chain creates a thought flow, possibly of writing a book, a title of a book, maybe the start of an idea of a book. See, our brains are so overloaded on a daily basis that when you're in a grocery store, you're pushing that cart, you're looking around, you have in your head or a list, physical list of what you need to get. By the way, I hate going to the market. Very anxiety provoking for me. I have no idea why. So for those of you who are in the grocery store pushing that cart, just making your way through the store, Thoughts happen because you're not really thinking about much. And this is where the creative flow happens when you're driving that car. 
when you're taking a walk somewhere. Maybe you walk to work and in those moments, there's these random thoughts or people. For me, I love watching people. My interactions with people create a lot of my thought process and what I actually talk about in these podcasts. So thinking about everyone has a book in them, well, I made my way to my local Marshalls to go get a journal. I found this fantastic journal. Let me grab it here. I want to give her credit. It's by Thomas and Coco, and it's Thomasina Kamika, the creator of Thomas and Coco. She's a Canadian-born designer. She finds great joy in utilizing the power of words to create positivity for herself and for others, and her products do this. Her celebrity messages are themes of self-love and self-confidence. So this is Thomasina Kamika. So the journal that I grabbed, this is what it says on the front. She is extraordinary. She is creative. She is intelligent. She is phenomenal. She is confident. She is kind. She is important. She is magical. She is authentic. She is amazing. I am she. She is me. Oh my God. As I'm standing there looking at these journals, I mean, I didn't need a journal really. I have a few, but I had to grab this. And as I'm standing there so excited that this is like a find, this younger person is next to me and she goes, oh my God, that's fantastic. I'm going to buy two one for myself and I'm here to buy a gift for somebody. And I said, it truly is a find to find a journal that has all of this positive, affirming, self-love statements on it. That every day when whoever uses this journal opens it up, this is what they're faced with, these positive affirmations. I am she and she is me, fantastic. And you can put he or they, it doesn't matter as you look at it. If you are a they, they is extraordinary, they is creative, cover up the word she and put that. So this was going to get a journal at my local Marshalls and this interaction happened. And I loved it because someone was there for themselves and for someone else with no intentions of necessarily going to get a journal and sees this and then the thought process begins. The spark is there to journal. Okay, let's move on. Everyone has a book in them. I started this campaign because I want people to realize that whether their story is just for their eyes or to share with others, we all have a story and each of our stories are just as important as anybody else's. And if your story is a story that others will read, well, if you touch just one person, your goal is accomplished. I always say that with this podcast. I mean, I'm sitting in an office in a house by myself, no one's home, but me and my dog, Ireland, and I'm at the desk with a microphone in front of my face and a computer, and I'm talking into the ether. I don't know if anybody's ever going to listen to me. 
I can look at my analytics. I can see how many downloads there are. Some weeks are greater than others, but as I talk into this microphone, I have no idea who's gonna listen to me. But if I get just one download, one person to listen, goal accomplished. And so that's the way you should go into jotting down your thoughts, journaling, or intently sitting down to write a book. Don't think of it as, well, I'm writing this book and I want to be on the New York bestseller list. I want to make thousands of dollars off this book. Well, yes, that would be very nice. And if I wrote a book, I would love that. But the purpose of the book is the message. What's your message? Maybe you had your own rom-com in your life and you want to write about that story in a creative fashion. Maybe you've had tragedy in your life and struggles and you have overcome a lot and you want to share how you've overcome this. Maybe you were someone who was very weak and shy, social anxiety, and have learned and grown and practiced how to work through those issues and you want to share that knowledge. Maybe you're a J.K. Rawlings who's just so creative and has always had this fantasy story inside of you that you want to put down on paper to create this mythical fantasy type story. Maybe you're an architect. Maybe you're a doctor. Maybe you're a sportscaster. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're an office assistant. You all have a knowledge base of what you do. And the years and the time that you've done this, you create knowledge and wisdom and learning that you can share with others, whatever topic it may be. When I say architecture, there's many books on architecture. Maybe you are a photographer and you take great pictures, but you've never really, other than on your disc, on your phone or your camera, have you memorialized them. Maybe create a book of your artwork, of your photos, with narration of the story behind this. Maybe you're a mom who's watched the dynamics of other moms as your kids have grown up and the pressure of social media and having your kids in every sport and every dance and every theater and every tutoring. And then when they're in elementary school, what college are they going to go to? You see all these dynamics. You might see dynamics different based on wealth, color of someone's skin, their religion. All these things that you absorb and take in can create a book. It's your knowledge base. My knowledge base, well, it consists of many things. I could write a book on many things because like I said, parts of my life are put into chapters. I mean, I was boy crazy. I could write a great teenage novel based on my feelings and what I went through as a teenager, if that's what I was interested in. 
I also went through a cancer scare with malignant melanoma when I was 26 years old. Well, that's a reckoning and facing your mortality. I went through divorce. I remarried. I worked in the psychiatric field. I live in a town where there was a mass shooting at the high school. I've lost my father. My kids are off in college and I'm an empty nester. Are you getting the point? Do you see the chapters of my life? You have chapters of your life that are good, bad, ugly, beautiful, magnificent. Memorialize them, whether it's for your eyes only or who knows as you read back. If you need assistance with writing, that's fine. There are plenty of people out there that assist Many famous people don't necessarily write their own books, but they assist in writing it. And they have someone kind of organize it in a way that flows. So, you know, when we think we have this like free flowing thought process, and of course it has to be put into some type of organizational fashion, just like this podcast. I have an idea and I know where I want to take it. It has to be organized. So if you need assistance, get assistance. You know, there's writing classes out there online. There are courses that you can go on on how to write a book. Now, this is, of course, for people who have always had that bucket list item like me on how they want to write a book. And in turn, I will. I have many of notes. I have many of things. It's when I'm ready, when I feel like I'm ready to put that together into the binding of a book. But maybe you're ready or maybe you want to start this journey. You'll be amazed at what comes out of you. And even those creative, odd thoughts that happen in the middle of the night sometimes can be genius if you memorialize them on your phone. If they aren't just a fleeting thought that just goes into the ether. You know, you've heard many times like a new invention comes out and you go, I thought about that 10 years ago. I just never did anything about it the same kind of concept when you have these random creative thoughts. Who knows where they could take you? Maybe it's just enlightening yourself that it's time to make a change in your life, in relationships, and job, and family, whatever it is. But start to document your thoughts. Even if it's not about having a book in you, document your thoughts. You will gain insight into yourself, into your world, into the people in your world, and you may identify things that need to change or things you want to expand and grow on. You see, it's all about evolving and getting to know yourself. You know, I have red hair. I hated red hair. I hated everything about my red hair. Oh, you're strawberry blonde. Oh, it would get darker as I got older. And then it became this weird blonde and now it's back to red and it would constantly change whether I was in the sun too much or whatever. And I hated my red hair. I hated, I felt like I was this, nobody was going to like me. No boys were going to like me because I read red hair and blue eyes and lighter skin and freckles. The typical kid that nobody really likes. I would never wear the color red. I never embraced the color red, which I absolutely love now. And ironically, the name of my company is Fiery Redhead LLC. 
because this trauma of being a redhead as a younger person and trying as I grew older to work with it and and change its color and try to get rid of it, I started to realize redheads have these great traits. And one of them is they don't get gray till they're much older. So I began to embrace the red, hence the title of my company, Fiery Redhead, because that's what I am. But it took all that time of my youth and hating the color of my hair and trying to change it in every which way but loose to now embrace it, to make it the name of my company, the fiery redhead. That's who I am. My personality is fiery and the hair on my head is fiery. So I just wanted to share that with you to show you the evolution on how you can take things that have been in your past and create something magical from them, like Fiery Redhead LLC. Go to my Instagram account, Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Or go to my Facebook account. I even have a TikTok account. I started this social media campaign. Everyone has a book in them. And I'm sharing different things to kind of elicit that spark in you to want to start to express your feelings in word form, on paper, on your phone, on your computer, to expand your horizons and maybe share your story and your voice with others. Like Mike, the situation. Think about how many people may just get clean or want to get clean see that there's hope to have a healthier more productive life by reading his work and what he went through think about it everyone has a book in them thank you so much for joining me at wide open spaces with elise and for listening to me the fiery redhead go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world remember Positive thoughts always create positive energy. Thank you for listening and evolving with me today. And until next time, my friends, ciao.